Hello, and welcome to our podcast on Los Angeles's contribution to fighting climate change. We're all Masters of Environmental Studies candidates at the University of Pennsylvania. My name's Julie. I'm an environmental policy major. My name's Julia, and I'm an environmental biology major. I'm Angela. I'm a sustainability major. And with President Trump's withdrawal from the Paris Climate Accord, individual cities are trying to do their part to reduce greenhouse gas emissions to reach the goal of reducing the global temperatures by 2 degrees Celsius in 2020. Los Angeles is unique. Yeah, that's right. Due to the climate and topography of Los Angeles, smog and air quality are one of the greatest concerns for the health of people in the city. Yes. Doesn't Los Angeles have a problem with smog? Yeah, this is due mostly to the geographic characteristics of the city of Los Angeles. The city is located in a valley that is adjacent to a mountain range, which causes thermal inversion. Right. This means a layer of cold air becomes trapped warmer air, also trapping pollutants, creating a more concentrated layer of smog. Don't people in Los Angeles rely heavily on cars to get around? I mean, public transportation isn't really used, is it? Yes, the residents of the Los Angeles rely heavily on cars. According to the Texas A&M Transportation Institute, residents of Los Angeles spend an average of 80 hours in traffic jams in 2014. Yeah, I read that. Inrix, a traffic analytic firm, found that L.A. has the worst traffic in the world. So that must make traffic and air quality pretty bad, right? Yes, it does. The emissions from all the traffic are only contributing to increasing problems with air quality in the city and to the overall issues with climate change on a global scale. Right, and bad air quality can cause asthma, cardiovascular disease, emphysema, bronchitis, cancer, and premature death. According to the American Lung Association's State of the Air 2014 report, almost half of all Americans live in counties where ozone or particulate pollution levels make the air unhealthy to breathe. You can go to stateoftheair.org to find out the rating of the air quality in your community or state. So I just checked for us, and Los Angeles received an F for air quality. I guess that's to be expected considering what you just told us about the thermal inversion layer. So what are they going to do about this issue? Los Angeles is already a leader in environmental policy to decrease pollutants with the implementation of the California Air and Research Board. The regulations on emissions are more strict in the United in the state of California. So therefore, they set the bar for emission standards on all cars sold in the United States. So that must be why most car companies are based in California. I just saw that the mayor of L.A. has established the creative named plan to bring greenhouse gas emissions to 45% below the 1990 levels by 2025. The main way they plan to do this is through a vigorous campaign to increase reliance on electric vehicles. So state lawmakers have been pushing Californians to consider zero emission vehicles. But going green can be especially difficult for low-income families. Yes, that's right. In January 2017, 1,390 public charging stations for electric vehicles were installed throughout the city. And the city offered EV rebates of $4,000 for each owner. The plan also began an EV car share and education program for disadvantaged communities. 
I heard there is a new car sharing program launched in Los Angeles, right? Yes, there is actually.、Uh, for car sharing, Blue LA is a groundbreaking electric car sharing program that helps LA meet clean air goals. It reduces greenhouse gas emissions and provides residents of some of its most disadvantaged communities with self-service access to electric vehicles. Wow, that's great! Yeah, and Mayor Eric Garcetti launched the program on June 9, 2017, alongside the California Senate Leader Kevin DeLeon, Assemblymember Miguel Santiago, the California Air Research Board, the Los Angeles Department of Transportation, and representatives from Blue Solutions, which Blue Solutions actually has invested more than $10 million to bring its EV car share program to Los Angeles. Sounds cool. Can you tell us more about Blue LA? Well, Blue LA is a self-service car-sharing program that enables users to have access to shared electric vehicles 24 hours a day, seven days a week, at self-service locations throughout the central LA. According to the city officials, prices will range from 15 to 80 cents per minute of drive time. Yes, and Blue LA stations will be on street, consisting of one self-service kiosk and four to five parking spots, each with an electric charger. The service is point to point, so users don't need to return the car to the kiosk where they initially picked it up. That's great, and until the full service is available for public use, the Pico Union Station will be used for community outreach, drive and ride events, and efforts to raise awareness about electric vehicles. Ultimately, the service will bring 100 electric cars and 200 chargers to self-service stations across the city, available to anyone 18 years or older with a valid driver's license. So, what's special for the Blue LA program compared to other car sharing programs? The most exciting part for the Blue LA program is that it's the first time that the city of Los Angeles has an all-electric car sharing service that focuses on lower-income families who can't afford eco-friendly cars. Although anyone can run a Blue LA electric car, there are special incentives for disadvantaged communities. Wow, that's pretty great! But what are the incentives? Depending on an individual's income, a 25% rebate will be available for those who pay by the minute, and a 40% discount may be applied to the monthly subscription fee. Well, how has Mayor Gasti commented about that? Well, what the mayor said was it puts California's cap and trade dollars to work. Helping meet the Paris Climate Agreement goals for reducing greenhouse gas emissions, it advances the EV goals in the My Sustainable City Plan and brings new transportation options to neighborhoods that need them. That's a positive response. Yeah, it is. And the United States' second-largest city, Los Angeles, has formed a wonderful example for car-sharing services, as well as supporting the city's environmental leadership with a commitment to affordability and equal access. Julia, you recently found some research on a new electric highway. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, I did. The South Coast Air Quality Management District has also teamed up with the technology company Siemens to create the United States' first stretch of electric highway. Modeled after Siemens' original electric highway project in Sweden, this road is one mile long between the ports of Los Angeles and Long Beach, where heavy-duty diesel trucks are the number one source of smog. Wow! Will this highway be accessible by all EVs? Uh, right now, no. Only specific trucks traveling the stretch of highway will be able to utilize the charging system that is set up quite like a cable car system. 
but officials from the South Coast Air Quality Management District are hopeful that the project will be successful and will lead to more deployments of these e-highways, all in the effort to reduce air pollution and contribute to the betterment of human health. I mean, all of this is well and good, except that electric vehicles are only a benefit to the environment and air quality if our energy sources are not coming from coal power. Currently, power plants are the major contributor to carbon dioxide emissions. If these EVs are getting their electricity from coal plants, it's actually negatively affecting air quality. I mean, it's estimated that 30% of electric energy will come from coal by the year 2030. So really, the next question we need to ask is, where does Los Angeles get its energy from? Well, the LA Department of Water and Power is a publicly owned utility company that supplies the city with its power. It's a mix of in-state natural gas, hydropower, and renewable generation sources, as well as out-of-state coal and nuclear. Oh, okay. So how does this affect L.A. if they're planning to increase the number of EVs on the road? And how does this affect the energy grid? With the increase in electric vehicles, there is increased power pressure on city's grid system. Recent studies have indicated that due to the ramping up and down of the grid system during peak and off-peak hours, the system could get overloaded, causing increased blackouts, higher energy costs, and greater reliance on on the out-of-state coal source, which could increase overall greenhouse gas emissions. So that's great for the air quality of Los Angeles, but overall doesn't really address the global problem, right? Yes, but the Mayor's Renewable Energy Accountability Project aims to make L.A. coal-free by the year 2020. With this project, along with the EV incentives across the city, could the energy grid system itself sustain itself with increased demand? As you can see, we can apply the saying, think globally, act locally, but more extensive research really needs to be done to make sure you're not pushing the problem on a global scale to make one geographic region better than the other. Right. I mean, our overall goal is to meet the Paris Climate Accord standards globally. I think the city of Los Angeles is on a good path to achieving their own goals and the goals for the Paris Climate Accord. Let's see if they are able to do it. We're rooting for them. Thanks for listening.